Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul White. It's the 15th day of January. We try to go a little deeper every day here on the podcast, particularly this month, this year, we are in the Gospel of Mark, and we're going to try to go a little deeper every day in this biographical sketch of Jesus, this almost certainly first of four Gospels about Jesus. This one was the first one penned. Most church scholarship and history believes that. And it is a particularly unique, though part of the synoptic Gospels, it's a particularly unique way to tell the Jesus story. It just comes out of the gates blazing with, here's the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Here's what it looks like. And I hope you can sense that almost like a snowball rolling down a hill, picking up steam, this thing gets going quickly. And there's not a lot of fat on this meat. It's just straightforward. Yesterday, we dealt with the 16th, 17th, and 18th verses of chapter 1. Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee calls Simon and Andrew. Follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Immediately they do so. I want to pick up two more disciples today, beginning in verse 19. When he had gone a little farther from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the boat mending their nets. And immediately he called them And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and went after him. I would love to know what's up with Zebedee and Sons Fishing Company. They're doing pretty well. They're doing well enough to have hired some servants to work with them, which was not unusual, but certainly denoted that they were fairly successful. Zebedee and Sons, um, I would assume continue to be a thing from here we, we're not to to imagine that they never fish again or that they aren't they they don't go back to work several days in a you know in a week or whatever in in between following Jesus from town to town but they do have a sense of leaving behind what they have known even in, in effect divorcing themselves from the relationship they have with their father and I'm not trying to indicate that that they didn't love their dad or that they didn't go back and speak with their father. Um, Family's obviously pretty important to this group because it's these two boys, James and John, whose mother eventually comes to Jesus and requests that her sons get to sit on the right hand and the left in the, in the father's kingdom. So this might be our, our definitely it's our, it's the most broad family sketch we have of any of the disciples, Zebedee and his wife and his two sons. But it, it might also be the most detailed sketch that we have of family in, in this gospel account of Jesus. And so what, whatever Zebedee goes on to do, we don't know. Mom stays fairly close to the boys. I'm not imagining that they're done. That's not the point of coming to follow Jesus is that you don't, you don't not talk to your parents anymore. You don't leave behind your family, though in effect... There are going to be some things that you leave behind, some aspects of you that become so much like the one you're following that it's quite possible, Jesus would say later, that your enemies shall become those of your own house. So, and he's speaking largely in a Jewish context. Listen, if you follow Jesus and you're you're adding to that mosaic faith, that mosaic religion, this idea that the Savior has come, that is not going to set well with some of the things you have to leave behind, and therefore it's probably not going to set well with some of the people that cling to the things you leave behind. Therefore, they may leave you. So that is a very real possibility. When you come to faith in Christ, 
you make a decision to be a disciple of Jesus, there's a very real possibility that some people are, are going to leave you, that they are not going to want to be a part of what you're doing anymore. I don't think it's the mark of whether or not you're quote unquote really saved, you know, is that you're completely alone. Uh, some people try to live, they almost try to live offensive so that they can feel a little bit of persecution or feel a little bit of the sense of abandonment so that that can give them this idea that they're doing something right. And sometimes those people are just jerks and they're mean and they try to hurt people's feelings and they try to offend people and they they disregard people's own um, personal autonomy or, or their right to privacy or whatever. So we're not talking about that either. But what are we talking about? We're talking about being so impressed with the man Jesus that we change the course of our tomorrows, that we decide we're going to follow him, and then it happens here immediately. I mean, it happened immediately with Simon and Andrew. It happens immediately with James and John, and they go follow after Jesus. This this Jesus does not recruit his quote-unquote fishers of men from the religious elite or the intelligentsia or the military or the politically high-minded. He recruits his fishers of men from within men, from within the masses. The thing that has marked my life and ministry is the fact that I I didn't come from a, a, a high pedigree financially. I didn't come from an educated background. I've tried to do well, and I've done well, and I've tried to be educated and educate myself and go get education, even though I went through years of thinking that if you went off and got an education, you would lose the anointing somehow. You would lose that special spark of giftedness because they would educate it out of you. I found out later that was just told to me by ignorant people that didn't understand the symbiotic relationship between the gift and the knowledge of knowing what to do with the gift. But having come from those backgrounds of not much, I appreciate the fact that the Holy Spirit doesn't need anything in your background in order for you to be qualified to be a part of this kingdom. And I want to give you an encouraging word today that it doesn't matter where you were born or who your parents are, what kind of religious background you've had, what kind of church upbringing you've had. The Holy Spirit wants to move in right where you are on the deck of your boat, invites you to follow him. He does not invite you to be like another person. If you feel tugged in ministry, he doesn't invite you to be like another preacher. He just invites you to follow him. In following him, you find the fullness of who you are meant to be, not who someone else is meant to be. Jesus will perform his first miracle in the book of Mark tomorrow on the podcast. We'll we'll walk through it beginning in verse 21. We'll see you then. God bless.